Thanks to Super Beats Heart Chews for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Just two delicious chews a day gives the blood pressure support you need and the energy you want. Get free shipping, free returns, a 90-day money-back guarantee, plus a free 30-day supply with your first purchase at superbeats.com slash applebits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, a.k.a. BTZ, doing a nice, slow, and easy. Yes, it is the episode before Apple's major keynote, so uh, obviously a whole lot to talk about. But this is the show where we talk about everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. If you're new, welcome. We're going to dive into what we expect to see at this keynote. And then if you've been coming back and you're a regular Thank you so much for being a part of this show. You are all allowing me to keep on doing this. So, uh, so much going on. Apple released their new official invite. We're going to talk about the new MacBook Pros that are rumored. We're going to talk about the new AirPods 3 that are rumored. And maybe we'll see something else. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. I mean, there could be a lot of other things, or maybe we'll see nothing else. We're going to find out soon. But first, let's just get some orders of business out of the way. If you want to be a part of this show, all you got to do is call in. And how do you do that? Record a voice memo. Send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. Put your name, where you're from. I'd love to hear your reactions to this upcoming keynote because we know it's going to happen on Monday, October the 18th, 10 a.m. Pacific. And there's going to be a lot that they're going to throw at us. I mean, this is, to me, this has been the keynote that we have been looking forward to the entire year, the most exciting, kind of where we're finally going to see one of those moments where a product completely gets a all-new, you know, design, uh, form factor, insides, outsides. This is kind of like the next generation, a true next-generation leap for the MacBook Pro. And if it's not, then I might cry. So, Call in applebitshow at gmail.com to be a part of the show. Also, big thanks to all you who make this show happen. It's you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you can support this podcast. It starts at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee, $10, $25, the $100 platinum Apple level. You guys and gals have allowed me to continue to do this, and it supports not only really all my content overall, but the podcast. It also supports early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely Add free version of the show. You get a link to an RSS feed in the Patreon page, and then you'll never hear any ad like this ever again. So patreon.com slash Tong is how you do it. I'd appreciate and love your support. And also, if you haven't already, I would love for you to be honest. Review this podcast on whatever platform iTunes has. You know, we're what? I think we're over 1,200 reviews and we're at 4.9 stars. That's a pretty high average. I'd say you want to push it to five, you need to give me more five. So it's like 4.9999 instead of 4.9. That's all I'm saying. So thank you, everyone, for just continuing to roll with me. But let's get to uh, kind of the meat and potatoes. If this podcast might sound a tiny bit different, I am doing it from my parents' house in Cupertino. It just so happened with the timing of everything. Look, there's a new there's a new event, a new announcement that also means BTZ's got to get his haircut. I'm, I promise I won't talk in the third person anymore. That's disgusting. But I went to get a haircut, see a little bit of family, and then I'm coming right back home Sunday, prepping up the live stream, which you all can watch on my YouTube channel. We will start at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time, and then you know we're going to have our live calls, we're going to have our tweets, we're going to have our polls. It's just always super fun. I think something like 155,000 people 
checked out the freaking iPhone keynote. And I know iPhone is a larger thing, but is, is such a broad product. But I think in the community, um, the deep hardcore community, the MacBook Pro is the most exciting product of this year. And it's going to be kind of the last one that they announced this year. So let's kind of dive into, first of all, Apple's announcement. They put it out this week. And I know, hopefully you hear this before the actual keynote event happens, but they put it out and it was called titled Unleashed. And it had these blue and white streams of light coming at you. If you use the, uh, went to the website and clicked on the, in kind of the promotion, it took you to an AR augmented reality experience where if you look at your phone and hold it up, the lights of space and time flying by you would appear on your screen. And then eventually an Apple logo would come out. And then the date of October the 18th, which is Monday, again, the keynote will be at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which would be 1 p.m. Eastern time. But, you know, what I thought was different about the way that they've been promoting this is typically they're teasing like, oh, new announcements from Apple. They'll put out the little slang. But even on Apple's own Twitter page, they said like big things coming Wozniak's like six days till it's over. Greg, sorry, Greg Joswiak. I almost thought of Steve Wozniak. Greg Joswiak, their head of their marketing, is like, oh, you know, six days are going to fly by fast. And I feel like specifically with this event, although they're not outright saying, you know, it's a brand new revolution, um, the things, the things that they're, the way they're teasing this indicates that this is going to be a significant event compared to any other event. Now, the title of it is Unleashed. I want them to unleash the beast. I mean, this is, I've been talking about this whole, this thing the whole year. You know, I keep on, I don't want to say it over and over, but my body is ready. My wallet is ready. We are here to see the new MacBook Pro. So Apple put out that event. Obviously the hype train gets, gets picked up and, you know, let's talk about the actual MacBook Pro and all the things that we've heard about it so far. I mean, this, when you talk about a top to bottom improvement, Unless all the rumors and the leaks are making it, making it up that every aspect of this machine is going to be a significant improvement, um, I think I might be let down if it's just oh it's the same body and we just put it in the processor. But I don't I don't think it's going to be this. We've been gearing up for this, so let's talk about it. First of all, we know that the current lineup is a 13 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pro configuration. What we are expecting and we have been expecting, I, I feel like for over a year that this new MacBook Pro line will start with 14 inches and 16 inch displays. Now reports from a variety of sources, I mean, we're talking about Ming-Chi Kuo, Bloomberg's Mark Gurman and Dylan DKT, Mac Rumors, uh, John Prosser's chimed in, not as much on the MacBook Pros, but all the kind of top leakers in this specific niche when we talk about MacBook Pros, again, they are all aligned, but we we won't know until it actually happens. So let's... I'm just saying that as a disclaimer, but I really do feel like a lot of this is what we're expecting. So we first of all have the 14-inch and 16-inch models. The reports are saying that at least on the baseline models, they will start with the same performance across both machines. So what does that mean? The biggest part of this whole new transition with the new MacBook Pro is the expectation of this new Apple Silicon chip, right? We are a year away from the original announcement of the M1 chip, which is a generational shift in power, performance, power consumption, and little to no use of the fan. I mean, the M1 changed the game and I was blown away by it. But, you know, look, I'm not going to buy every single product Apple puts out. So I did not buy an M1 Mac Mini, although I wanted to. 
I did not buy an M1 MacBook Pro 13 inch, although I wanted to knowing it would make my workflow more efficient, but I was just like, I'm going to save up and I'm going to look towards the new MacBook Pro 16 inch, whatever that is. So even though I've been struggling with, and I say this struggling as in like, yeah, it's not been ideal compared to what is out there on the market. My 16 inch MacBook Pro has been my workhorse. It is a fully loaded, fully spec'd out model from, I guess it was late 2019, November. Highest level video card, maxed out RAM, maxed out hard drive. And, you know, obviously I'm editing 4K video and this thing gets hot before, every time before I do a render, I throw it in my freezer for five minutes just to cool it down so it can get an optimal render, even if it's going to get hot again. I've literally seen the render time reduce by 50%, just by putting in my freezer before I do it. And that's, I'm sorry, no one wants to do that. So this new chip, the M1X, is expected to be loaded into both the 14-inch and the 16-inch models. It'll, according to reports, it'll be loaded with a 10-core CPU. And this 10-core CPU will feature high eight high-performance cores and two energy-efficient cores. It also will come along with 16-core and 32-core GPU options. And reports say it'll support up to 64 gigs of RAM. Now, what makes this exciting is we saw the performance of the M1 chip in a 13-inch MacBook Pro, the one that I was given for testing as a review unit, which I did return, only came with 8 gigs of RAM. And you have to remember that although we're taught, you know, RAM matters, especially in with high-performance tasks, the way that the actual chip, because it's based off in an ARM architecture, it does manage RAM differently. So people are like saying, 8 gigs, like, that's too little. Well, I'll tell you, the machine that I was given, the M1 MacBook 13-inch Pro from last year, with only eight gigs of RAM. When I rendered out uh, a 4K video, normally on my Intel 16 inch, it took roughly, I believe it was like around eight minutes and 15 seconds. And, you know, I ran multiple tests, but it averaged around like eight minutes and 15 seconds to export this full video that I put out. Okay. Now on a 13 inch MacBook Pro with an M1 chip with only eight gigs of RAM, it took roughly around five minutes and 30 seconds. to I think it was like 555. So it wasn't half or twice as fast, but it was what around 70, 60 to 75% faster than my fully specced out Intel freaking MacBook pro 16 inch. And it was quiet too. During the course of editing, never did the fan go off. The fan only went on when I would do long renders like exports like that. So then we talk about this M one X chip. Well, what is the difference here? The M1X chip is a 10-core CPU. The M1 chip is an 8-core CPU. The big difference here, though, is that the M1X, Let's we're going to call it the M1X for now. We'll talk about the naming later. But the M1X chip, although it's a 10-core CPU, it is eight high-performance cores and two energy-efficient cores. The M1 chip from last year is four high-performance cores and four energy-efficient cores. So we're getting double the high performance cores in this new chip. Also, when we talk about the GPU performance in the GPU of the M1 chip of last year, you're getting an eight core GPU. This new chip is expected to come with either a 16 core or even a 32 core GPU option. So we're saying double the CPU high performance cores and at a minimum double 
this double the GPU cores for graphics performance as and potentially as high as four times the GPU cores. Support for 64 gigs of RAM. That's a that's going to be at least the max RAM on the current on my Intel, if I recall right. That's what I maxed it out to. So this thing, just on paper, before we even see the actual numbers and performance, this is going to be a beast. You know, just because it has double the cores doesn't mean it's double performance. But when you talk about GPU performance, you're going to get four times the GPU in there. I'm not saying it's going to be four times. Look, I don't even know. I don't even know what a file, and I can't wait to test this out. A file that took eight minutes on my Intel MacBook Pro, fully loaded, that took five let's say 530 five minutes and 30 seconds on an m1 chip i mean is that thing gonna come in at like three minutes on this new freaking m1x chip like that is a huge huge leap just we can talk about numbers all we want but i'm just talking about real world performance and what to expect and what happens that is gonna blow my mind and that is why i've been so excited for this new machine we'll find out what the real performance is Another huge aspect about it, you know, we're saying this is like a top to bottom complete revolution for the MacBook Pro if it all comes into play and all reports say it is. We're going to get slimmer bezels around the entire display. Uh, Reports say there will be no longer that text where it says MacBook Pro at the bottom. And I think that's cool because now the the design is so iconic. They did this with the new iMacs where they took out the uh, Apple logo on the front and people are like, no, but you could when you use it and you look at it it's still an iMac because that design is so iconic whether you like the chin or not i think the chin actually reminds you that this is an iMac it's not just a generic display in fact i would expect the new iMac pros although renders were saying there's no chin i would not be surprised if there's a chin now with this new macbook pro the bezels are going to be so slim the expectation is that hey it will no longer use that have that text on the bottom for macbook pro But also, reports say that this display will be a mini-LED display. The part would be presumably supplied by the same suppliers that did the mini-LED display for the iPad Pros, which would also lean into reports saying that this will potentially have ProMotion or a variable refresh rate up to 120 hertz on this new MacBook Pro. So instantly for me, the display is better. And there have been people that said, oh, I prefer the... LCD-based display over the mini-LED. Bottom line, the mini-LED, yes, it does have some blooming depending on how you use it. If you're using like a black, like if you're reading text against a black background, yeah, you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna see some of that blooming. You'll see it if it's like a complete black background and maybe that Apple logo is popping up. You're gonna see some blooming, but it's not so distracting. I do know for a fact that cameras, when you record it and then you show it to people, it the uh, blooming effect is a lot more apparent, but to the naked eye, it's not nearly as bad as it looks like when it's recorded on video. So you're getting deeper blacks, better color accuracy, better power efficiency on this mini LED display for the new MacBook Pro. Yeah, um, you can count me in on that. In addition to that, we talked about uh, resolutions in the macOS Monterey. I believe it was the most recent beta. It was discovered by Mac Rumor Steve Moser to resolutions that do not exist on any current product they don't exist on any past apple product screen display resolutions of 3024 by 1964 and 3456 by 2234 so that would be if you kind of did the equation and you looked at it for a 16 inch display and a 14 inch display 
those two resolutions would enable this display to also have a, a kind of, I guess you could say a double retina resolution or two times a retina re- resolution natively. So we're talking about a sharper display, uh, a mini LED display, which means higher contrast and brightness, better color representation, deeper blacks, potentially ProMotion at 120 hertz, and slimmer bezels on this display. This, this display is already killer. If you had put this display on the current MacBook Pro, although with an Intel processor, I would be freaking juiced. I am more juiced because we're going to get Apple's chip architecture and an expected mini LED display in the new MacBook Pros. Okay, let's keep on going. This is why I'm so hyped up for this. Finally, although it should have happened a long time, reports are saying we're going to get a 1080p webcam for improved calls versus the crappy 720p models that we've seen ever since up to this point. The actual body of this is expected to be a flatter design. Think of it, that design language we talked about with the iPhones, with the iPads, not the Apple Watch yet, uh, but flat body, flat edges, rounded corners. That is expected to come to this new MacBook Pro line. We're expecting to see more ports on the machine. Uh, Reports say right now a total of six ports, so we're getting two Thunderbolt ports, USB-C Thunderbolt ports, and a MagSafe charging port on the left side. MagSafe is that amazing magnetic power connection where if someone trips on your cable, it just pops off. It doesn't like drag the whole thing down. I can't wait for that. I mean, that's a callback to a, uh, an amazing feature and just like a, a great bell and whistle from the past. So we're seeing two Thunderbolt ports and a MagSafe charging port on the left side of the machine and then an HDMI port, an SD card reader, and a third Thunderbolt port on the right side of the machine. This, we have ports that are usable for professionals on this MacBook Pro. Another thing, all reports say there will be no OLED touch bar and it'll be replaced by full physical function keys instead. Now, some people really hate the fact that I hate on the OLED touch bar and everyone's going to be different. Some people love it. Some people don't. The reason why I have never been a fan of it is that it made changing your volume and changing things like your screen brightness the basic functions took an extra step to do that that's inefficient not only that the oled touch bar although sexy cool looks bright for me it didn't offer any functional advantage and on top of that they never improved it so the software and the hardware of that oled touch bar over what the four or five years that it's been there has stayed exactly the same it's never improved i think haptic feedback would have been a nice touch even if you're going to use it. In addition to that, I think part of maybe them getting rid of the OLED touch bar, someone can say, oh, it's an admission that it's a mistake. Look, I just don't like it. I'm not, I don't know if it's a mistake or not. To me, it was like, why? But that's okay. It doesn't mean it's a mistake. You remove that OLED touch bar. When it first came out, I think there was still a MacBook 13 inch that had no touch bar and there was a version that did. I believe the difference in price was around 150. It was like 100 to $200 in difference. So, in a way, by removing this OLED touch bar, it allows the other components that are more expensive to be put into this new MacBook Pro and then helps at least bring that price down and then it goes back up with these new parts. Like Taking the OLED touch bar might be uh, a cost kind of bill of goods reason and the fact that it is a polarizing part of the MacBook Pro. So 
All reports say there's no OLED touch bar. Sorry if y'all love it. I am perfectly fine with it going away. I think the recent MacBook Air came out and I was like, yeah, you don't need it. You don't need the OLED touch bar to do what you do. Again, that's my opinion. Also, an expected improved thermal design would be coming to the new 14-inch model, mirroring some of the improvements that came to the 16-inch model um, in 2019, a larger heat pipe and larger heat sink. So we're expecting not only a uh, faster processor that runs cooler, but also improved thermals internally as well. There's been reports of a new mode called kind of like a high power mode to help boost performance. So right now in... um, Mac OS, I think we're at Big Sur right now. Big Sur? Are we at Big Sur? Am am I getting all confused? No. Mac OS Catalina. Catalina. Holy crap. So Mac OS Catalina has this option, but in new Mac OS Monterey, a high power mode would be when this machine is plugged into power, it would basically kind of ignore some of the restrictions and allow you to use more power, kind of like use it as more of a pro machine versus right now, I think there is a low power mode when you're battery is running out it'll kind of or you can actually just basically turn it down to be more energy efficient if you want to so this is kind of a boost performance mode sorry when not connected to power for this high power mode that will be an option i love that it's like hey you can choose to use more battery and have less battery life but we're going to give you this high power mode option which also leads me to believe that this machine is going to have a significantly better power uh battery juice because it's a combination of keeping it cooler a combination of obviously the processor requiring less power and still being able to push out more performance per watt so right now the 16 inch macbook pro 16 inch has roughly 11 hours of battery life what what if we start seeing in this new one something around 16 or higher you know i don't know what we're gonna get we're definitely we better get at least an hour or two more but if we're talking about 16 and higher if we're talking about 20 hours of battery on a 16 inch macbook pro damn i love the idea of turning on the high power mode option and maybe sacrificing for just to give it that much more juice when i want to push out a render or something like that i love that there's expected to be a larger battery for the 14 inch model and a slightly maybe potentially a slightly smaller battery for the 16 inch model if they make this flatter at least compared to the current models but it's a give and take with slimmer smaller form factor better efficient processor still more battery life and then like we talked about magsafe charging now we don't know what the price of these macbook pros are going to be yet uh maybe they'll fall in line with the current lineup i believe it's someone's going to correct me probably on this but i think the entry level 16 inch might be around like 23.99 and i think the entry level 13 inch at the moment is 19.99 i wouldn't be surprised if that number goes up a tiny bit but we'll see what happens so the new MacBook Pro, obviously, I am super excited. I don't know. This thing, I think a fully maxed out model. I believe my fully specced out MacBook Pro costs somewhere around like five or $6,000. It was crazy. But again, that is literally my workhorse. My entire business runs on that thing. So obviously, I'm willing to put down that cheddar and save up for that cheddar and also sell my current one to kind of cover some of that, cover some of that cost. But we're not done talking about the MacBook Pro. I know it's like kind of keeping you hanging around but there is still more to talk about it oh my gosh uh 
we, we will talk about what is floating around with the MacBook Pro in a second. But before we get to that, again, big thanks to Super Beats Heart Shoes for sponsoring this podcast. You know, as we all age, you and I both, the fatigue and lack of endurance that we feel can't always be fixed with more and more caffeine. So we're introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Shoes. They're a tasty treat that give you the energy you need and are good for you. So there's no more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. All you got to do is add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Shoes to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without that caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Shoes are unique, they're clinically researched with this grape seed extract to promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Shoes has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So do more for your heart and treat yourself with Super Beats Heart Shoes. Now, I've been using them for, I believe, like over a month, maybe a month and a half now. And they do kind of like remind me of a chewy Starburst, but you're getting all these healthy benefits. So they taste good. Like, I like them. And in someone who even drinks beet juice, this is what I do before my basketball games. I was more than happy to try out Super Beats and they help give me that extra energy boost as well without me needing to go straight for the coffee machine all the time. Now join over 1 million customers, get free shipping and returns, a 90 day money back guarantee and right now you can get a free 30 day supply with your first purchase at superbeats.com slash applebits. That is superbeats.com slash applebits. All right, uh, I said we weren't done with the new MacBook Pros because we aren't, but something very disturbing came up just just a day ago, and I, I rolled my eyes. I said, no, don't, let's not go here, but hey, I'm going to let you know we're going to go here. It's before the event. A new rumor, although as sketchy as it may feel, that has been circulating online says and claims that the new MacBook Pro could have a notch. What? The new MacBook Pro could potentially have a notch. It originated from a Weibo user in China who said that the new redesigned MacBook Pro will feature a freaking notch and apparently have a size similar to the iPhone 12. Remember the iPhone 13 was reduced in size, but then it was also a little taller. The Twitter user known as Duan Rui, who has also put out some things. Um, look, maybe it was a joke. I hope it's a joke. But people kind of talking about now are like saying, okay, well, maybe it's real. I'm going to hope and pray that it's a joke. But here's why it's disturbing. Although the claim may be like, hell no, Apple is not going to do that. The Redditor highlighted uh, MacRumor's finding about the new resolutions that we talked about earlier, 3024 by 1964 and 3456 by 2234 for the 14-inch and 16-inch. Now, when subtracting 74 pixels from the height of both, that would then make it um, 3024 by 1890 and 3456 by 2160, that is equivalent to to a 16 by 10 aspect ratio. Now, all of Apple's current MacBooks feature an aspect ratio of 16 and 10 with the allowance of those 74 pixels to potentially be a freaking notch. I just, this would be the stupidest, like they don't need to do that. They have bezels, hide in the bezels. I'm not gonna get too crazy out of control, but this is a rumor 
that has been floating. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to pretend that I didn't see this. So then today, I did kind of wait. I I know it's a little later, but today, following that sketchy rumor about (laughs) the notch, uh, another Weibo account, AnyTurtle999, released a close-up view of what appears to be, and I hope this is just a testing model or a testing unit, but posted what appears to be an alleged notch at the top of a display that appears to show a FaceTime camera, a microphone, and an ambient light sensor. Oh my god. The photo's blurry. It's blurry. We don't know if it's authentic. I hope this is just a major troll. And here's the sad part. I will be pissed if there's a freaking notch. There just can't be. But if there's a notch on the MacBook Pro, guess what? They got me by the apples. I would still, and they know this, I would still buy that MacBook Pro. Because that is my workhorse. And I would have to overlook and want to throw up at that thing and punch it in the face every time I see a stupid notch. Because... The software that I use, the ecosystem that I'm in, the performance that is, that is my machine for work. This this cannot be true. I will scream if this is true. Don't make it true. So I'm going to cross my fingers. We got, what, three, three and a half days to find out. Don't give me a damn notch in that thing. All right, what else do we expect to see at this event? You know, I think that it really would be great to just focus on the architecture, just go deep into the benefits of the, I guess, the M1X or the M2 or what do they call it? Just give us everything about that process. I mean, we still don't really know what they're going to call it. Now, up to this point, we've all been saying M1X. It's going to be an M1X. Maybe it'll be an M2. But the other thing you have to factor in is what, maybe they call it something different. What if, because right now we have the, Mac Mini and the MacBook Pro 13-inch as the M1. You give this new MacBook Pro the M1X. Well, next year we're expecting to see a new, you know, new iMacs, maybe larger ones, new Mac Minis, new MacBook Airs. Are they going to have the M2? Does that mean that an M2 name will be a higher number than what's in this M1X? That would be kind of weird to me. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they go M2. I mean, it would. Makes sense. Or what if they start separating the lines now? What if they call this an M1X Pro or an M, let's call it an M2 Pro because it is a true next generation. It's made for the pros. And then when you bring in next year's models, they can still be M2s, but they won't be M2 Pros. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think this would be one situation if it is truly a pro processor for pro machines that have maybe the extra GPU benefits and on the consumer models, they don't. Separate them and call it the M2 Pro. Who knows? Maybe it is going to be called the M1X, but I do think if it is the M1X, it might be a little confusing. It might sound like an S-year type thing that we've done with the iPhone. So as a betting man, I don't know what they're going to do. As me personally, to help differentiate this, I would vote for calling it the M2 Pro because of the GPU difference. Because also they call it the M1X. It's going to sound dated whether people know it or not, and marketing matters. This is Apple we're talking about. If a MacBook Air gets an M2 and my MacBook Pro is signed an M1X, it's not going to make me mad, but it just doesn't make sense. So we'll see what the naming convention is also something that I'm kind of curious about. All right, other products we've been hearing about, 
you know what? I'm going to talk about AirPods 3. AirPods 3, these are not AirPods Pro second generation. These would be the third generation of the AirPods, the standard models. We've seen plenty of leaks. I, they're right for coming out. We thought we might see them in last a keynote in September. Instead, we were surprised by getting the iPad mini, which kind of stole, which surprised everyone. It kind of stole a little bit of light away from the shine from the iPhones, but the iPhones are always going to be the iPhones. AirPods 3 have been under development now, visually, we've seen leaks that bring them closer to what looks like the AirPods Pro design, shorter stems. We expect these to not have the silicone ear tips, silicone ear tips, and I think that's a good thing. I think that not only will there be some feature differentiation, if they keep the regular AirPods lineup without the silicone tips, that's a good thing. I think there's some people that the silicone tips don't work for them. Quite honestly, the AirPods Pro slip out of my ear when I keep on talking. And I think part of that is because of those rubber tips, because the standard AirPods never did that. Did it create a better sound seal? Yes. But does it slip out all the time on my left ear like it is for many people? Yes. So these new AirPods 3 would be the third generation. They'll be more affordable as well. They won't have a high-end feature like active noise cancellation, according to reports. But So you keep that over there, but they are expected to come with better battery efficiency because they're using a new, uh, smaller systems in a chip package that typically is for the AirPods Pro. They'll have the H1 chip and the advantage of the H1 chip is faster syncing. Also device switching. I think this is a huge part of being part of the Apple ecosystem. It'll still have good sound. I don't, I don't even, I wouldn't even say the AirPods Pro have great sound. I think they have really good sound, but not like great spectacular blow me away sound, but they have really good sound. So these Gen 3 would also come with a new wireless charging case. The expectation is that there won't be a plug-in anymore. This Gen, th- this third generation will actually be a wireless charging case. It's expected to be coming some some like space, size-wise in between the current second-gen AirPods and the AirPods Pro. So it'll be a little wider, a little taller. There's even a leak on dbrand's website that said, oh, we've got uh, skins for third airpods third generations and they actually even showed it and was like uh did they just leak that probably we don't know the pricing of airpods third gen probably definitely under 199 would be the expectation to kind of take it a drop lower but you know apple's been doing so well with their airpods i think they haven't been in a rush to put these out but i do expect it think of it as like the appetizer although it might seem a little out of place with the macbook pro event um, I do feel like this should just be all about the M2 or the MacBook Pro, but look, they got, it's the holiday season, they're Apple, they have so many products to sell. I do think we'll see AirPods 3 at this event. And if I'm wrong, Tong, then I'm wrong. You know, the other third thing that I think they're going to focus on is macOS Monterey. Give us a launch date, show us, you know, kind of give us a refresher, and it piggybacks really nicely with the new MacBook Pros. So the, the three things really, MacBook Pros, AirPods 3, Mac OS Monterey launch date. That's what I think is gonna it's gonna be. But you know, that's it doesn't always have to be that way. What about a new Mac Mini? You know, we had seen renders and reports about a new Mac Mini, maybe even kind of like a new Mac Mini Pro. And maybe this Mac Mini Pro uses the new processor, right? We already have a current Mac Mini with an M1. So what about a higher end version of the Mac Mini? Could we see that at this event? You know, John Prosser released leaks of kind of like a plexiglass top. It was a white body. Um, It had more ports, Ethernet, HDMI, similar to the current models, but um, also potentially getting that 
magnetic power port that we've seen on the new iMac, which is really slick and kind of just like clicks into place. Now, we've we'd heard rumblings that is, but will we see it a lot at this event? I wouldn't be surprised if we did, but we don't know. We really don't know yet. Um, other things that are in the works, but not expected. So don't get your hopes up. MacBook Air expected for next year. A new iPad Air expected for next year. AirPods Pro second generation expected for next year. I mean, if they're showing off this new M1X M2 processor, what if they surprise us with the larger iMac that everyone's been talking about? Now, it's not expected, but we know that Apple's clearly working in a larger display iMac Pro type product. I think it would be great to see it here alongside the launch. Like, if they're going to feature and showcase this processor as a new thing, give us a couple products beyond the MacBook Pro if you want to. I... I could see a Mac mini with the M1X or the M2 in it more likely than an iMac Pro, but iMac Pro would just blow, everyone would be like, what? And sometimes you got to have those moments. It makes it fun. We also know like the desktop towers, the Mac Pros, or maybe it's more like a cube coming up in this next generation. We do not expect to see those at this event. But again, they could surprise us. We all like surprises, right? So how are you going to watch this, everybody? Look, Apple's keynote event will start at 10 a.m. Pacific time, Monday, October 18th. Now, you all who are hanging out with me and have supported my work, you know that I do my BTZ live stream. I start around 8.30 a.m. We make this kind of this really cool interactive experience, calls, live you know, tweets, live chat, the polls, the uh, big card bingo, just to make it like kind of just a fun event to hang out and be a part of. So, I'll have that going on on my YouTube channel. If you don't know already, it's youtube.com slash Brian Tom. But I cannot wait for this. This is the most anticipated event. Anticipated. I can't, can't even talk. We also don't want to forget to mention to you that the Apple Watch Series 7 just came out this week as well. They have arrived to you all. I'm sure many of you that have decided to upgrade have popped it on. I mean, I'd love to hear what you think about the screen. I think it's an opportunity to call him, but I will do a episode with a review of the Apple Watch Series 7, but there's so much new stuff coming so fast and furious. This is Techtober. We got September to October. It is a crazy month for Apple. I mean, I'm just like underwater with this stuff. I'm having fun, but oh my gosh, it's a lot of work, but it's fun, but it's a lot of work. So hopefully you're enjoying the content that I'm putting out for you all. But um, yes, October 18th, Monday is when the unleashed event will happen and i'm super looking forward to just taking it all in and seeing where we go from here and getting my hands on this new so fresh hardware all right everybody um again big thanks for being a part of the show if you want to call in with your reactions after the keynote and if the timing is right i will put them in my next episode all you got to do record a voice memo I know some of you sent me a few voice memos for this episode, but I kind of wanted to kind of use this as a setup for the event. Applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's Applebits with a Z. That's how you send it in. Also, a big thanks to our Patreon supporters at the Platinum Apple level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Luce, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for all your support. That is the $100 level, but thank you all of you for continuing to allow me to do this. I mean, we are now basically three years in and it's been a crazy journey. I think I'm going to, I've got to do something like a live Q and a just about everything I've learned and all this stuff. Cause it is, I mean, I know people are curious, but wow, I mean, there's like a lot of stories and just kind of like different subtle things 
just kind of little nuggets to share and stuff. And it's just more like, I really appreciate all of you for allowing me to continue to do this and uh, kind of do what I love. It's, it's pretty wild. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content, early access to content rewards at each level and a completely ad free version of the show. Yes, we will have a zoom monthly one hour live hangout for my Patreon peeps. uh, Like we always do after the keynote. So come and hang out and be a part of it. But that is going to do it for this week's show. Apple Unleashed. It's a coming, you guys and gals. Can't wait for it to happen. And uh, we will see you at my live stream. And then you'll see all my content that comes out after it. we got a whole lot lined up for this. All right. Take care, everybody. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.